Howdy, podcast people. This is Added to the List's Reality Rewind, where we recap and deep dive into the biggest reality shows on TV. This episode will continue our breakdown of Big Brother Season 25, including Cameron's back-to-back POV and HOH comp wins and Red's eviction from the house. My name is Graham Capito, and I'm joined, as always, by Alonzo Ramont and Zach Schultz. Good morning, fellas. Great to be here. Good morning. Back-to-back morning recordings. Look it up. Early yeah. bird. We get getting it worms. done. Getting the worms. Getting it done. I got some Starbucks. They were out of pumpkin. Pumpkin every. Well, they were out of cold brew and most of their pumpkin things. Oh my god! I wouldn't be able to get anything. It's kind of crazy. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even fall yet. I only do cold brew. I guess I could get an americano, but I don't want to seem like a piece of garbage. Well, that's what yeah, I got. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> as a as a former barista, you're a douchebag. <laughs> well, okay, so I got it. I, well, what was that? What was that? I wanted it something iced. What was I supposed to get? Macchiato. Nice. You got uh, iced. Get iced a macchiato. Get yourself a treat, Graham. Well, I did add honey. And and they and I and they had pumpkin spice topping. That was one of my that options. Is, that is Graham's app. definition of a treat: is adding honey. Gra- Graham's an almond moth. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So here, and when I make coffee at home, I have this. Um, I don't know if I told you all this maple that was like I got it from Huber's. They it was in a bourbon barrel. Like oh yeah, you told us. Yeah, and I put that in my coffee when I make it home. So that's really nice. That is an actual treat, Zach. Listen, Z- uh, Graham, Graham's, Graham, and I are are our exercise activity are attached. Mm-hmm. While Graham's supposed to be at work in the middle of the day, it's like Graham has finished a workout. I'm like, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. What is he doing? So that, so that on my lunch break, I go to the park and I go on a walk. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'll just that. break I'll, up. I'll well, I'm at a desk all day, you know, breaking up the monotony of, nice. of the day. But anywho, we're here to talk about some Big Brother. Big Brother! Big Brother. Just Mr. B! Mr. B! Listen, I have heard more from Mr. B than I ever... I actually don't think I've ever heard them call Big Brother Mr. B. Is that a militia... Is that a Felicia creation? It's a very, it's a very, I don't remember it ever being a thing before, so I think it is. But Mr. Like B it. is feisty with them this year. There, there's a, there's a clip, <laughs> there's a clip um, of Mr. B saying, Jared, what do you not understand? Get out of bed now. Like, uh, 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 then there's there's clips of him like talking back to Felicia now. It's pretty entertaining. But why did he <laughs> have to get I, out I've of only... bed? Well, because you know it's a reality show and they can't just sleep all day. Oh, so they're remember, like rem- perform for us, monkey. Uh huh. Remember oh when? Remember when they a couple weeks ago we were talking about like Felicia wanting them to go to bed. Yes. So they they all stayed up all night. 
because they have to be up like by a certain time like you but but the young people stay up all night and so then they want to sleep during the day oh my god um oh the argument with felicia was she was in bed and she's like mr b you can please turn off the lights now please and thank I you i saw that clip everyone is in bed because you know they have to like wait till everybody's in the room before i didn't realize that they didn't I, in all many years i didn't realize that the players can't control the lights that is wild Big brother has to turn the lights off for them and she's like turn off the effing i don't know what she actually says but it's she cusses at big brother and is like we don't turn these lights off <laughs> oh my gosh that is a very big brother thing though to not even be able to like control the lights uh, i never would have thought I about feel that like they should remind us of these kinds of things because that that really adds to the game you know especially yeah. for people who've never watched it before mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't know if that's just because like they want to keep they like they have too much to cover in the episodes which i don't think that is because sometimes they'll spend 10 minutes on something ridiculous oh my god um, or they just want that to be sort of like a special thing that only the people who watch live feeds know. But I do think it would add a lot, kind of like, you know, on Survivor, when you see them like things that aren't directly related to comps or boats, like who's really good at fishing and like, right. where are they finding enough coconuts? You know, like those sort of like the realities of your day to day living in the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like knowing who's cooking and who does the cleaning. Like, mm-hmm. because to me, that adds to your game. If you're good at those things, people want to keep you around. <laughs> I, I would think so, but they don't. That's never, it's as far as I've seen, it's never like brought up like, uh, man, what are we going to Felicia's pork chops are really good. I'm really going to miss those if we vote her out or something <laughs> like that. I never, I, it never has come that. up in the past, but it, it's, it doesn't typically weigh too heavily on the voting now if you are dirty if you're dirty and disruptive then they're like let's get this person out of here please yeah yeah it seems like it's not how much you add it's like how much you take away Mm -hmm. from the house (laughs) or how much of a a nuisance you may be as a house guest which is how i would feel about people living in this house it's much easier to notice negative things than positive ones. Cause like positive things in terms of like a roommate or a housemate is just like things you don't notice, you know, <laughs> like, it, 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 yeah, yeah. Like keeping a clean space and stuff like that, where if you're being dirty, you're going to immediately notice that. And that's going to like seep in. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it, mm, not as much has happened since we recorded as I thought we did before we got on, but there's still a decent amount. Oh yeah. Uh, last time we we talked, we finished up our conversation. Um, Jared had won. Uh, I believe Jared had won HOH. Yes. And had nominated Cam and Red, and sort of like put a wedge between them. So the the next thing that had happened was the tiny veto comp with Cameron taking that. That's such an interesting competition. I mm-hmm. I always feel like I would do really well, but I you know who knows. I I always I watch these matter- competitions and feel like oh I could do that really well. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I actually don't think that 
because I'm thinking it's got to be a matter of am I nervous in this moment? Mm. Are my hands shaking? shaking? Yeah, you know. Um, and you know what people don't realize is it's a little box, and uh, it's a little box, and you have to put your hands through this thing, and it's right in front of you like mm -hmm. this, and you have to. And so your arms get tired, you know, you're holding up your arms for a long time, you know, so it is a physical comp as well, you know, so. I would get frustrated. You can see America was getting super frustrated. Like, oh, because I thought she was going to take it. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, a lot of people got really close and then it just immediately, like, even Jared was probably going to be finished, or not Jared, Cameron, was probably going to be finished before even got finished he was like almost done and then it fully got knocked oh, over and yeah the, that's true and the people watching were like cheering and then he oh won. yeah yeah that was so awkward i don't really understand the house's um hatred is too strong of a word but their dis disdain or dislike of cameron I get that he isn't really, he's not in the core, you know, um, he's not in the seven deadly sins. He was a part of legend 25, but that's pretty fake. He was sort of a part of the handful, but he was kind of on the outs of that. It seemed to me. So I, I get that he doesn't really have a tight crew. Red was his closest. Um, and that fell apart. But... Yeah, it, it almost seems like he's kind of a hapless victim because he has been put up how many times? Three? At least, I think. He's been up so put, put up for eviction so many times, and it's never been for a valid reason. Twice it's been because he's a pawn. Mm -hmm. And like and then he's just what what immediately started getting him targeted originally with this last eviction nomination with like red and him well i think he it i think it all comes back to sari sari uh izzy felicia just didn't really trust them they were sort of they were sort of pulled into at least cameron was sort of pulled into the professors but they never really trusted him and him and red were close so you know they're not going to trust red either and of course jared Sari had Jared's ear, and so that just kind of, at least that's how I saw it happening. And I don't um, know if it's just been with everyone else, like they've all fallen in line with Sari, or Cameron just has like a pawn syndrome where no one, you know, he's just sort of become this poisonous person who's easy to put up on the block and no one wants to align with him. Or maybe he just isn't like a fun person to be around and we don't see that. I don't know. I I'm a little confused. I think it's more I think it's just more of a trust thing. He's not on their side. I I, I feel like it's a game thing. It but I why would personal. Yeah. It it I can I think if it were probably personal, we they they would give us a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. But with everyone else on in the house that's not the core um three running the group and you know the people directly around <laughs> them. I feel like Cameron could rally and and maybe we can talk about this a little more because it sounds like um, some of the stuff, Alonzo, uh, you've been keeping up with the live feeds, maybe gets into Cameron and his plans and what he wants to do. But everyone else that can see that Sari is in power, 
and knows that like they they will eventually be on the chopping block because they aren't in that core group yet they still don't rally and do something about it and can and Cameron is a good person to I feel like rally with maybe, but maybe they maybe they think oh I agree on them. I think they're I think they're dumb <laughs> I think <laughs> I yeah I just think but I think that could be coming I think that could yeah, be like Corey America, but I think they like particularly Corey. He likes Sari, you know. Um, well, that, he, that's what she's the motherly figure, you know. But also, Corey has this weird <clears throat> one that I did not know until the episode that we, that they really focused on it. I didn't know Corey had this relationship with Jared that he has. Saying that he's his like number one confidant over America, his like showmance. Yeah, that was like, surprising to me as well. And they were talking about surprising. like he's the brawn and Corey's the brains. And it literally at one point, Corey gets so frustrated with Jared trying to put America up for eviction whenever Jared's head of household that he mm -hmm. calls her, or no, not uh, if. Jared's plan was if Cameron were to win the veto, he was going to immediately put America up because he thought America was throwing matches or throwing competitions. Yeah. And Corey was... confronts him about this. Yeah. Jared seemed yeah, to be on had... like, the warpath. Yeah, he had no proof of that. But in the game, you don't have proof of anything. So I think he just convinced himself that this is true because she hasn't won anything. And they all see her as a strong competitor for whatever they're making it up in their head. So they say, well, obviously she's throwing the competitions. And she was just like, dude, I lasted 14 hours in the pressure <laughs> cooker competition. Why do you think I'm trying to throw it? But also, I think it stemmed from apparently she made a deal with Cameron during the pressure cooker that she wouldn't be nominated uh if he were to win power so but they don't everybody else didn't know what the full context of that was so i think it goes back to mistrust mm -hmm. where they think well maybe she's in an alliance with cameron yeah but that's a fair oh, yeah because cameron and cameron was that target of the episode or right. already the last like, right. five episodes he's been like the target so like anytime you've been associated with him like talking and taking deals it's not yeah. been a good thing. It puts a target on your back. Clearly, that's evident with the last eviction with Red. What do you guys think about Red getting evicted? Boo, I lost another person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was sad to see him go because I like Red, but I'm not I'm not surprised. He wasn't a really big player. Um let's see, it was him. Or Jag. I I don't know. I haven't really thought about it enough to think if it was a smart move for Izzy Felicia Sari. I guess they just trust that they can keep Jag in line more. And they were worried about uh, the power that Red and Cameron could have together. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know. I feel like even together they wouldn't have that much power because they hadn't, you know, like they hadn't really been able to rally anyone <laughs> behind them. 
And I think Sari makes a good point when she talks about how Jag could be a real liability now, because even though she and Matt saved him, Jared so screwed up that communication and put so much distrust in Jag's mind about like who's what's really going on in the shadows that I'm not uh, pri- privy to. Plus, he had 10 votes against them, so he knows people in the house are not exactly, you know, having his back. So I don't know but if, if they that were was a great smart, idea. If they were smart, they would say, well, hey, Jack, we did that, but we knew you weren't going home. You know what I mean? Like, if they were smart. Now, the other thing is, I, Sari actually said in the last episode, she, she went back and forth about whether or not to send Red home because Red is was loyal to Sari. So yeah. I don't feel like it was in her best interest to get rid of Red because he was a number for her, but they were so concerned about Red and Cameron. And maybe they thought, well, what if Red and Cameron get America? And and what if they get Bowie Jane? And what if they get, you know, so maybe that that was the thought process. But all they did was make Cameron more angry to go right after them, you know? Mm-hmm. The men... There have been 11 competitions so far. The men have won eight. Oh, wow. So, you know, and so now it looks like Cameron is trying to get Matt and Jared on his side. Granted, he doesn't know that Matt and Jared are loyal to Sari. Yeah. So, I mean, Sari's death, I mean, it, 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 so I guess we should say that Cameron won head of household this week. Do we? Can we say that? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. So Cameron won head of household after Red was gone with the with the uh, tiny, tiny no, uh, veto. He won head of household with I'm the sorry. the twos, the twos. <laughs> the two challenge. I would. I on a t- side note, I know I would be so bad at that. Oh my gosh, which challenge was it? It was like it was like a Simon says, but with these colorful toots um but also you had to remember like the sequence and how many reds there were and how many times the greens repeated and what did it start with and end yes. with are y'all saying toots yeah t-o-o-t-s like flatulence the, uh, okay gotcha. yeah the name of the challenge was literally something like it had the word toot in it it was like name what what's that toot or okay, name that yes, toot. yes 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 something play on name that too yeah yeah, yeah, so Cameron wins. Uh, first of all, backing up to the eviction, Cameron's pissed when oh, Red yeah. gets gets evicted. You could see it on his face, and he's shocked. And I actually didn't real, I didn't really pay attention at first, but then I actually went back and watched the eviction, and I was like, "Oh," because somebody else mentioned it to me, and I just went back and watched, and I said, "Oh yeah, he has no idea." And he's like, "Why would they send Red home? He's in our alliance." Mm-hmm. Um. So, and I think they could have done a better job of covering their tracks. Again, they could have gone to Cameron and said, "Hey, Cameron, you know, we're because you know what? Now, in Cameron's mind, he's like, well, that's our alliance. It's blown up. Our alliance must be done because they sent home another. So, I just don't think they're playing for the long term. I, I, the long game. I don't think they're playing a great long game." 
Well, I'm not sure what they would have like. They probably could have come to him and said, "Hey, Cam, you know this is going to happen, but you know we really are trust you and with you." But I don't know if he would have bought it. Yeah, I don't think he because would've. I he probably in my mind, if I were Cameron, I just would have been like, "Well, why why are you doing this anyways?" Like, because I don't think I don't know if Jag is a part of the Legend Twenty Five. Because then they could have just said, "Well, we just had to pick one of them." Um, yeah, Jack's not a part of Legend Twenty Five. He's part of their other, yeah, Super Soaker Secret, whatever. The Seven Deadly Sins. Oh okay. my gosh! So then, so he would have, regardless, like if they're getting rid of Red, like that's a signal to Cameron. Probably no matter what they tell him, that we don't care about Legend Twenty Five. It's not a real thing, and so better to just give him little time to rally some sort of game with everyone else and just sort of blindside him if i were cameron i feel like i would try and recruit it's hard to say if i were cameron because we see things that he doesn't but like why not get jag and get blue and these people bowie jane yeah bowie jane i i just I don't know, like like he's going for Matt, and I guess he doesn't see how, like Matt going behind his back and telling Sari these things, and I don't know how that would get back to him. He's uh, got Bowie Jane now. Bowie Jane, he's now he Bowie Jane. Apparently, while the feeds were down, he I guess he told Bowie Jane what his actual plan was, because later he says. What what I told you before is what we're doing. He he told her his plan. So Cameron wins head of household, and then he starts telling everybody he's going to nominate Blue and Jag. And everybody's like, okay, cool. But is this going to – everybody knew it. They were like, that feels like it's going to be a backdoor situation. Mm-hmm. Blue and Jag can't be his targets. So he tells yeah. Blue for about an hour. He has like an hour-long conversation with her. She's crying. It's a whole dramatic scene um, that he's going to put her up. He then talks to Jag, and he says, Jag, I'm putting you up. But in the off chance that I don't, you have to promise me safety next week. So Jag is like, well, of course, yeah, whatever you want. I'll do it. And then lo and behold... He goes and he nominates Izzy and Felicia. And the Which house is uh, flabbergasted. flabbergasted. Cameron is now like, it, just with that nomination, Cameron's now the biggest threat to Ceree's game. Like, he's gotten the closest that anybody has gotten at all to this group because nobody's yeah. gone after them like at all. And like Sari could be given a production credit, how much she is controlling the game, <laughs> how much like everybody comes to her. And like it's so interesting whenever Jared has these ideas and then comes and talks to her and she's like, no, we're doing this. And it's like, okay, now Jared's definitely gonna be doing whatever his mom is telling him. Like yeah. it's 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 but then also it's not just Jared, it is literally Matt and Corey and all of the people. And Izzy. People. Izzy Izzy told Sari the other day, she's like. I'm nominated. She was like, basically, Sari told Izzy, she was like, if I leave, if he backdoors me, you have to promise me that you'll work with Jared to try to get to the end of the game. And Izzy's like, no, I don't want you to be nominated. I'll go home. 
Izzy's willing to throw her game away so that Sari can stay. Why? I mean, now she so she's I saying don't believe that. that. No, I, she meant it. But then Corey was like, "Baby girl, uh, wake up. That's dumb." And he was basically just saying like, "That's silly of you." And either way, people are gonna come for three different things. You know, he he kind of I can't remember exactly what he said, but he basically convinced her that like, oh oh yeah, he convinced her that it's like if you won the veto, she was saying if I win the veto. I won't use it on myself. And Corey was like, that would raise so many red flags on other people of why you wouldn't use the veto. Then people would target you regardless. Because her thought was, well, I won't use the veto and they'll send Felicia home. Um, and I think that's silly. Now, if I'm Cameron, my thought would be put Sari up regard like put Sari up next to Izzy mm. because Sari hasn't won any competitions so the likelihood of her winning the veto is low so you go after her because now they're probably going to get rid of Felicia and honestly Felicia's not as consequential to the group as Izzy and they're willing to let Felicia go <laughs> she's like a red herring yeah they're willing to let her go although Felicia's the only one of them that has won a competition. That's but true. She's, she's she also not happen. controlling the game, though. They, yeah. Sarif, controlling that. And so I think it may have been a smarter move to go ahead and put up Sarif next to Izzy. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's well, interesting. What were you going to say, Graham? I, I was just going to say that maybe he's, do you think he's just trying to backdoor? Sari, like that's the plan. He is, but that means that he has to win the power of veto. He he either he needs to win, Izzy or Felicia have to win for him to be able to do that. I just don't think anybody else is going to use the power of veto. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on who who else has picked for the comp. Typically, you want to Typically, you want to backdoor someone when you know with 85% certainty that one of your people are going to win the veto so that you have control of the veto. He doesn't have those numbers to feel really certain that, that he's going to even get to backdoor. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And... Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk more Big Brother. We'll be right back. And we are back to continue our BB23 discussions. I think it'd be a good time. You know, we just had our eviction to revisit our teams, how they're doing. Zach just lost a player, Red, RIP. I just lost Red in my other pool that I have. 
going. So yeah, all around an upsetting week, I'd say. Uh, Lonto, you haven't Great. lost anyone. Nope. Yeah. Because I know how to pick them. You got to, well, okay. Yeah. Let me knock. Let me knock. I mean, look, you've had, you looking at it, you still have a really strong team. I mean, Jag. So you have Bowie, Alonzo, it's Bowie, Jane, Corey, Jag, Jake, Sari, and Blue Kim. I'd say, obviously, Sari, you know, king of the house, queen of the house. Jag's been up on the block a lot, but doesn't, maybe could be in danger. We don't, you know. Who knows? But continually gets saved, like continually, just out of coincidence or something. Like somebody just changes their mind, and he's fine now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if if who do you have? Bowie Jane Corey. I mean, even if the tables got turned somehow, which would be wild on Suri. Um, I don't even know how much trouble you would be in at that point. Yeah, I think I'm ready to pick a winner. I think I'm ready to pick my winner. Oh, like your winner, like from your five? Yeah. You think is going to win it all? Can I guess I who your winner is? I do. You want to guess? Is it Corey? That's how I was going to guess. It's Corey. Yeah. <laughs> it's Corey. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, he don't, I don't think he's won a comp. He his resume is not looking good at the moment. Like it's just no. there's just not much there. But there's um, t- there's a lot of time for that. We have a lot of people left. And his closest ally, or like his showman's America, which you know I'm sure showman's can cause like issues in the competition. Again, I've never watched this show before. I don't know what how much showman's can really cause. But Corey kind of put it out there that this is not going to distract him from what's important. Like. The whole thing with America, like he's going to focus on his game. So I think that's a pretty oh, solid thing. I mean, he well, says that, but then he got really heated with Jared, like more that, so said, than he would have if he wasn't in a showman's. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, he does say he was saying Jared is number two, number one, but then, you know, after that little discussion, he was like, "I'm gonna have to rethink things with Jared." Which even if he wasn't in the showman's, I think is good strategically because Jared is is all over of, the place, kind of a hothead mess sometimes. A lot of the times, yeah. yeah. So you know, and, and you know, he doesn't know about Sari, so can't really factor that into his decisions. But he does seem like a pretty smart player. I I don't know. I don't know if we can really say that. I think he. <laughs> is aligned with Sari. Sari was going on and on on the live feeds about, you know, her and Izzy and them were talking about how much they love Corey. Mm. Uh, And so Sari has been known from Survivor to not win, but her allies make it far. Mm. Um, So, because people end up finding out she's the Queen Bee and they go after her. Um... But her allies make it far. And I think Corey is not too close to Sari, but close enough, you know, to mm. where he could make it. Yeah. yeah. He's like he's like the earth. He's in 
he's in the perfect orbit, not too close. <laughs> he's in that like perfect life zone where mm-hmm. life can can he be. He gets birthed. the benefits without getting targeted by anybody yeah. else. He's not Venus and he's not Neptune, you know. It's right in that mm-hmm. sweet spot. I could see that. Yeah. He he's got a lot of like you said, he's popular, which is really gonna take him far, I think. Um I think I could see America being more of a detriment than a plus to his game. So I mean, especially we'll... was it this first episode or the episode at, or this, you know, we're covering like two episodes on this specific episode of this podcast, but there was an episode where America was going around kind of, I forgot who she was gunning for, but it didn't make her look great. Well, I think... but I think. Go ahead. I was, th- I was going to say, I think it's three, but. Corey is smart. It was three. Corey's smart because he's keeping America because America's a bigger target than him. Yeah. So if he has America there, then they aren't going for him. They'll go for her first. And so it's great. I don't know if that's his actual strategy. I'm just making that up. But it's good strategy. And if he can have that a little be fun. Smart. While he while she's there, that's great for him too. You know what I mean? Like I think <laughs> that's how he's thinking about it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, whether or not that is a strategy, it does seem like how it's playing out. She she is. I mean, her name's already been brought up. Um, not and not even just by Jared. I don't think. Um, yeah. she's not exactly there's, anyone's there's not, main target. Not just by Jared, no. But this is the problem that some of these people have. You always want to keep a bigger target in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, which is why they should have, Sari should have left Heisem in the game. Yeah. And it's also crazy why it seems like it's crazy that people aren't going for Sari and instead seem to want to get Izzy out. Yeah. Uh, although I think, I think they know now. I think they're, 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 they're hip to the game. Cameron is mm-hmm. hip. We'll see what happens. It'll be Cameron it'll be a very seems to be the week. biggest threat right now. Like he, he's the one. Like this last episode is what really kind of started getting me. Like okay, now we're getting into like the intrigue, the competition, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. oh, there's big because th- it really for this for the longest time it's felt like Ceri's going to control everything, and like the name that Ceri says that week is the name that's going to be voted off. Usually, like the one that everybody starts to say is that one. Yep, yep. Uh, and we we don't want to give too many spoilers, but we've been talking a bit. Uh, did we talk at all? I don't know if we talked on here about who Cameron's nominations are going to be. Cameron's nominations. Yeah, yeah we did. So yeah, you mentioned we did. That. We did. The list of Yep. So we will see that. I, yeah, like you said, like both of you said, I think we're about to hit like a turning point where things are going to get real spicy, which yeah. I'm ready for, uh, because I think this season has been missing, missing that flavor. You know, there's hasn't been a whole lot of shakeups. People have been voting together. Yeah, we've just been watching an incredible power play, but everyone else's game has been a sort of weak, honestly. Um, so, Alondo thought. It'd be a good idea to maybe go back and revisit some of Big Brother's bigger, spicier, bolder moments in time. Uh, And he sent us a little clip to watch. 
Um, I, I wonder if I can like, maybe I could probably put this in the show notes or the description, a link to mm-hmm. one of Big Brother's most infamous moments. One I've actually had seen before. I'd caught it while Ashlyn was watching this season. Uh, and I, I watched like half of this season and I was just captivated by this. Any BB Nation fan, what'd you call him, Londo? BB, yeah, BB Nation. BB Nation, let's go. Any of the BB stands, Mr. B stands, knows Mr. about Dan and his funeral, Dan's funeral, one of the most iconic moments, as I understand it, from Big Brother history, uh, where he literally, by announcing his own funeral, brought himself pretty much back from the grave. Um, Alonzo, I know you'll have more to say. You were actually, you're the hardcore BB fan here. You're, you're familiar with this season and with this moment. Um, so I'll put this in the show notes for anyone who wants to go back and watch it, but you want to set up like kind of what was going on, what happened here, why this is such a big moment in big brother history. Yes, I would, I would be honored, Graham. Lovely. So Dan Giesling, one of the most iconic players in big brother history, um, he had already played the game once before. Uh, he came back for season 14. Um, and uh, in season 14, they basically paired the pros with with newbies, basically. So they were their coaches in the game. And then they later in the game became regular players. Well, the coaches were kind of running the game. Uh, and... Uh, Dan had an ally named Danielle, his his number one protege. Um, And so he was nominated and he saw his fate was basically sealed. It was Dan and uh, Danielle up on the block. Uh, But he had a punishment uh, from the competition where he had to be in solitary confinement for 24 hours. So while he's in solitary confinement, he comes up with this insane game plan. And here's how it goes. It's called Dan's Funeral. He decides to gather up the house and he gives the most emotional speech you've ever heard. He tells each one of them great things about him. He tells, he apologizes for things he's done in the game everybody's crying they're like this is wild you know like he's about to go home and he's he's doing this so they know it's all heartfelt because basically his fate is sealed he goes through everybody but then he gets to danielle his number one ally uh well before that he gets to frank who's the head of household at the time and his biggest competition frank was like winning everything that year a comp beast and so they um they get to uh danielle and he just tells danielle you're dead to me i'll never forgive you we're this game it's vicious zach you just saw it for the first time i just saw the clip i didn't know that she was like his student oh Um, yeah she was his number one ally in the game that's and why so, she's crying so much. 
she's bawling, she's devastated. She's like, and then afterwards, everybody's shocked. They're like, what? And, and at first you think, because everybody's like, well, we're definitely sending him home now. You know, he's got to go. This is insane, whatever. And so Dan meets with Frank, the HOH, and he just spills the beans about everything that's happened this season. And he actually didn't lie to him and basically said, like, I didn't have anything to do with coming after you. Because Frank also was on the block every week. <laughs> so we, But he mm. kept getting himself off the block. He kept winning power of veto. Right. And so um, one of the best top beasts ever. One of one of one of the best ever. His his dad is actually a famous wrestler, Sid Vicious or Psycho <laughs> Sid. Oh my um, gosh. Anyway, so it's like a movie. This is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Dan goes to Frank and is like, dude, what if we work together? Like we could we could really do something in the game. It just so happens that Frank's number one ally, um, Jen, has the power of veto. So Dan says, well, what if you use the power of veto, convince Jen to use the power of veto on me, and then me, you, Jen, and Danielle, Dan's number one ally, who he just made cry, we can run the game and get rid of another big player in Brittany. Brittany was also a returning player who is a legend, a BB legend. So somehow, Dan convinces Frank to go talk to Jen, which he does. Frank talks to Jen and convinces her to use the power of veto. Now, mind you, this week, there happened to be two power of veto winners. Ian, who would sit next to Dan in the finale, uh, who won the game, Ian, who actually won the game, that year and and Jen they both had it so, so Ian gets up and he makes his speech and he says I've decided not to use the power of veto and then Jen says listen a lot has happened this week I've decided to use the power of veto everybody's like what shocked shocked I've decided to use the power of veto on Dan Dan gets the power of veto this man comes back from the dead. It is wild. And everybody's like, what? So then Frank gets up and he says, listen, Ian, I know you've been trying to come after me. And he's like, you won the power of veto, so I can't come after you. But I'm going to get rid of your biggest ally like you got rid of my biggest ally last week. Brittany, BB legend and coach who thought she was really safe, you're up for eviction, and actually, Brittany ends up going home instead of Dan. Dan saved himself, threw Brittany under the bus. I mean, Brittany's face, it's iconic. Her face is just like, and, and you see Ian, you see Ian when, when he says, I'm going to go after your biggest ally. Ian literally goes, <gasps> and he's like shaking, he's shaking, um, and he's shocked. He's just shocked. Um, Nobody is that smart this season. Nobody is that smart. No, no, no. Dan is my favorite player of all time, and he should have he should have won that season. I think if everyone wasn't so petty about it, 
Uh, and so yeah, that's why he didn't win. He didn't win because everybody was in their feelings. Oh, which is so crazy. I mean, I don't know how you how you get around that. Um, because I guess that's just kind of the culture of it. You know, people just like they just vote who they like. I guess. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, wild, wild to me. Crazy, um, but a, but a BB classic. BB classics, a BB classic moment. Great moment. Such a great <laughs> moment. I, I yeah, the only person we have even close to being such a good player like that this year, Sari, and she and but she's like you know from the shadows. Not not but even I also the shadows. Feel like this position was almost given to her, like her having been on Survivor so many times that like she was just already had this status in the house of somebody that people need to know. So it's not like she worked herself from the ground up. It, immediately, people were confiding in her and like wanting to make alliances with her from the jump, from the very beginning. Yeah, and everyone was scared to. They knew she was powerful, but they, you know, early on going after that power player, you know, better to build an alliance with her than to try and take her out and then be, you know, be the new target number one. Yeah, but I would just love to see someone pull something out of their hat like Dan did, you know, or or I, Cam. I don't think he's the he's not he's no Dan certainly, but I think if anyone can is in a position to sort of shake things up, it's it's Cam as the HOH who's been on the outs this whole time. If he can really come up with something and stir up this house, because he needs to, or he's next week, he's probably done. Um, I'm waiting for Mimi. I'm waiting for Mimi to make her moment because Mimi seems smart. She seems trusted. She just mm-hmm. has not made a huge impact. She's like, it feels like she's waiting, waiting to make her move. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think she's laying low. Um, and although uh, there's been talk that I think Cameron said Cameron and Bowie, I think they 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 made this list together. They were like, okay, who's running the house? Let's say it at the same time. And they say Sari, and they say Izzy, Felicia, and they include Mimi in there too. So she is you know, thrown in there a lot when they say like this that them or when they were talking like Felicia was talking to Mimi, and then I came in and everybody went quiet. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. so strange though because Mimi just kind of seems to me like she just kind of happens to be there or they I include agree. her because it's almost like she's just another body who they mm-hmm. I guess feel comfortable around but don't feel close to maybe that's the impression Listen, I get I I think that that's exactly right because they're, I think to them she's expendable also mm. uh, I think if mm-hmm. they felt like they needed to get rid of her, they would. Yeah, you know? e- expendable but reliable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I get, and I obviously she's smart, or at least it seems to be from her background. Um, so I guess she she hasn't really needed to make a big move. She's been she's never been on the block. She's never really been in jeopardy. She's been hanging out with, you know, the cool kids. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with her when she's sort of backed into a corner. Poor Bowie Jane. Man. She has just been 
She's but with this show, it, it feels like like someone could just get randomly targeted for no reason for an episode, and then they're just on the block immediately. Like next episode, we're just watching it, and Mimi's just like, you know what? I really don't trust Mimi and how she's been playing her game. It's like, why? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, you you never really know. Um, why? Like why Cameron had become the pawn that he became. Um, maybe it would be an odd one to go up onto the block now because that would be like oh yeah yeah fresh fresh blood on your hand, but also not like a big um target. Wouldn't be impact. Yeah, it wouldn't be impactful. It wouldn't make sense unless she unless someone was using her for some sort of pawn situation. But from my understanding, yeah. I feel like you want to use pawns that have already been up. You know, that's less less blood on your hand, anyways. Yeah. But uh, we'll have to see tonight as of this recording, we're going to see the well, we've already talked about those those nominations, but that'll be that'll be on tonight. Cameron's nominations for the block. And then Wednesday, we'll get our veto competition and the live eviction then on Thursday. So we'll have to, uh, you know, just see what happens. I really think it's about time for a big shakeup. I do. I feel it's coming. I hope I'm not disappointed in that. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. So let's go ahead and take one last break, and then we'll come back for our, our usual final segment. What you been watching? What you been watching? What you been watching? We will be right back. And we are back for our final segment. What you been watching? What you been watching? Zach, what have you been watching? Well, not much has changed since the last time we spoke. I've just been plowing through Everybody Loves Raymond, as I call it. That's so Raymond. So many times I've been in discussion and said, you know, that's so Raymond. Uh... You know, I really think that show hits its stride around episode 189. <laughs> I have gotten through six seasons of that show in one week. Uh, good. Good show. Uh, I've already talked about it. We don't need to continue. Uh, I did go see a movie in theaters, though. Not only watching stuff from 2001. I went and saw Talk to Me, which is a movie... Ah. I have been anticipating, you know, I love horror, and I've said mm-hmm. that on the podcast. That's usually the thing that I said I've watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me tell you right now, the disappointment I had in Talk to Me is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I, I, I don't know if I have, I have just numbed myself to things that are scary, but I didn't think it was nearly scary enough for the hype that it got. People are saying they couldn't get through the movie, which how could you possibly not get through that movie, too? Way too teeny bopper. I cannot, I cannot get into a thing where teens are the main character and there's a romantic aspect to the thing, especially when it's a horror movie. Like, I don't give a crap about this love triangle that's going on. I, I, yeah, it's just, and it was like, it, you know, the movie did not have enough, this sounds so stupid, but it's, the movie didn't have nearly enough edge as it could have. It also, was incredibly predictable. Like, 
you knew what was going to happen within like 20 minutes of the movie. And you mm-hmm. knew basically how, like the second the ending ending happens, Graham, you've seen it, I'm guessing? Yep. The ending ending, the kind of twist at the very end. It's so dissatisfying. It's so like, well, duh. So that's my opinion on it. Yeah, I also was not satisfied by the ending. I, I'm not a horror, I'm not the horror guy, but I went into it. Uh, the trailer looked interesting. Um, first of all, sometimes I just had a hard time understanding what the hell they were saying. Part oh of my that God, subtitles were needed in that theater. Yeah, and I, I was at the drive-in, so it didn't help at oh, all. The best way to watch a movie. Well, n- not audio-wise. Not audio wise or visually, but I, I, you know, that's not a knock on the drive-in. I love the drive-in. It was also stupid hot. Anyways, yeah, I saw, I saw this movie talk to me. I was also disappointed when they first like brought out the hand and like you see like, like like, it's she sees like that person and the way it possesses these people, and and I've never seen. I thought the premise at the beginning was very interesting, having this horror movie, but like this this haunted object, everyone like knows about. Like it's not a surprise. And to it's anyone. like a game, and I thought that was interesting. It could have used way, way more of that, like the game and the origin of it and the possession and all of that. It was mostly the main character dealing with the repercussions of having done this game. Uh huh. And it just wasn't, I, I, you know, you wanted more scary examples where, like, all the scary, scary, scary stuff happens in the first 30 minutes of the movie. And then it's just sort of like a descent into madness, which, you know, there's a time it tells all those. Yeah, it was sort of interesting, the stuff with her mom, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I wasn't really buying into, I, I don't know exactly what didn't hook me. I guess it just was just... Yeah, predictable, as you said, kind of blah, not super interesting after that, you know, first, those first two, like, big parties. Um, it was a, an interesting concept at the beginning that I don't think they took um, far enough or in the right directions. Uh, good, I mean, good performances. Good performances, like, the, the possessed teens did excellent, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that was, that was very good. It was creepy when they were possessed. Uh, and not to tear into this movie too much, because it was it was fine. It was watchable. I don't think it deserved the high praise that it's gotten. It's a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy know. to me. Because like I've seen movies in the last few years that have much lower spread. But uh, it seemed like the writers of the movie didn't necessarily know what the monster was like it didn't you didn't know if it was an overarching one demon that was tricking her or if it was the actual dead people that was like that's what it felt like sometimes where it was like oh it's this entity that's making her think it's ghosts but then it is just ghosts i don't know we if, if for people who haven't seen the movie it is boring but <laughs> yeah s- slightly spoilery too but that that's a great point yeah. it was not very clear um even by the end, what this creature is or was. Uh, at the beginning, that was sort of interesting, but it is never, to me, even closely resolved. And it feels more like a mistake than on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of were like, oh, guess we didn't think about that. Um, yeah. 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 Um, okay. 
Wanda? I've been watching. What have you been watching, Wanda? Well, let's see. What have what have what have I been watching? I haven't. Zach, I'm in a, a similar boat as you. Um, I was just so excited to hear what you've been watching, Grant. Go oh, ahead. were you? Okay, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll go. <laughs> um, not much. I'm still working on Supernatural. I've been watching the challenge. Not much new. I jumped back into Breath of the nah, Tears of the Kingdom a little bit yesterday. That was super fun. Found this yeah. really cool side mission. Um, just God, that game is what, what so is stupid it? good. Uh, it was like at the <laughs> temple. It was at the Temple of Time. Um, it was just like the, I just sort of stumbled upon it, and it ended up taking me like an hour to like do the whole thing. It's kind of wild. Um, but anyways, Ooh, I need to play that today. Um. Lonzo, you mentioned this while we were on a break. I don't know if I guess we hadn't talked about it on the recording, but the finale of yet another reality show, Claim to Fame, was a week or two ago. And it was really good when my favorite people, Gabriel, ends up uh winning. Well, is that a spoiler? Should we talk about that? I guess I already said it. Uh anyone who hasn't watched it yet, sorry. But here we are. I really liked him. He, I thought, played a really, really good game. Honestly, all three of the final people at the end, uh, Chris and Monet, all played great games. I think had it not been for the uh, come to get the grouping together at the end, Monet probably would have taken it home just because her relative had not come out and she had been playing a really... I think had probably been playing her and Chris, in my opinion, were playing the best games. Um, but yeah, that's just a really fun, yes. really interesting reality show. Um, Alondo, did you like the way it ended? Came together? I, I, I did. I liked Gabriel, but like you, I actually thought Monet deserved to win. Uh, and I thought she would win. I thought she played a great game. And honestly, there's something about her that I just really like, like, as far as TV is concerned, I think she has sort of this natural presence about her that should be on TV. Actually, her, Chris, and Gabe. Um, like, yeah. to think that they're not celebrities, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, although we did find out that Chris is a musician. Um, so if I'm one, you know, it's smart, too, to go on a show like this and gain some notoriety some national exposure wow um but i thought the three of them i don't know if you agree but i thought the three of them were really good on tv oh um, they were all super charismatic yeah yeah like really good yeah um, particularly i maybe just because gabe was really funny but i oh. his confessional uh diary rooms were always the best like he is just mm -hmm. so fun to listen to and 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 watch um but yeah chris it, is super charismatic you can tell he's really smart monet yeah, especially smart. towards the end really was playing very strategically well mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we found out monet was related to jb smooth which i know who he is but i did not know his name 
Mm-hmm. Um, same, same here. And then uh, big fan of Curb. Daniel, huh? Oh, I just said a, I'm a big fan of Curb. That's what yeah, he's kind so, of best known for. That's yeah. what they, brought, they brought that up a lot. That's what they kept bringing up because, and even when that with that clue, I didn't know because I kept thinking, like they kept thinking Tracy Morgan, and I'm like, mm. she looks nothing like Tracy Morgan. So, uh, but they ended also, up being, I, ahead, I think they also brought up, um, uh, shoot, what's his Stephen name? Thompson. Yes, um, there, um, I keep I keep saying Nick Fury in my head. Oh, um, uh, oh, yes, Samuel yes, L. Yes. Jackson. They Man, brought Sam up. Jackson. They did bring up Samuel L. Jackson. I forget. There, well, there was the clue about being in a movie with Tom Holland. Um, mm-hmm. but 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 I and I first when and they, they first brought that up, I, I never. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I never in a million years would have guessed JDT ever. Yeah, same here. I I could I I'm not a curb person. I've always wanted to watch it because I I know I would love it, but I don't really know him from that much else. I forgot that he was in what was it Spider Man uh, Far From Home. <laughs> I mean he was he's like in the, all, he's in all three of them. I think he's like a teacher. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I guess he is. I guess he's um like their teacher or their coach or whatever. I don't even remember. Uh, but they like one of his notable appearances they brought up was like the Caesar sports book commercials. Um, so that's odd. He's also now the spokesman for White Claw. That's that's another oh. thing. Is he? Yeah, he does he does White Claw vodka ads. Oh, interesting. I will say he is one of the best things that happened to curb your enthusiasm when he comes into the show he doesn't come into like the third season but when mm. he comes in it's it's excellent yeah i, I, I really do want to watch it's probably that. why he got that notoriety from it that's what i guess mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah and gabriel gabriel who won i we never would have guessed his celebrity relative because he looked nothing like his celebrity relative but it was it's nick cannon oh right oh yeah he's his older brother uh, oh shoot! So really close relative. Yeah, when that when that clue was showed all them babies, I'm like, <laughs> come on, come on, guys. And Chris and Chris and the other girl, the one who was related to the race car driver, mm-hmm. they didn't. They had no clue that it was Nick Cannon. I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> I to be fair, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Okay. No. Probably the last couple of years, there's just been a lot of talk of how many kids. Yeah, Nick I do Cannon remember Cannon being a baby daddy to like a bunch of different people. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. so funny. So. Yeah. That, uh, that's always a fun show. I was worried after the first season that it wouldn't get picked back up, um, but it definitely did. And I feel like the celebrity, the celeb caliber of celebrities for these relatives uh, was higher. And it was just a lot of fun. I really like the aspect of being able to play along. That's really fun to me. Yeah, so, I like that we don't we don't always know. The first season, I think we knew a couple of people from yeah, the right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I like I kind of like not knowing. Uh, 
you know, who, uh, who they are. It's fun. Now it's, it's frustrating because I want to go Google. And so I have to like, I have to make sure I don't go like Google who they are. Um, but it is really fun. It's a fun game. I, I, I highly, highly recommend playing fame. Yeah. I, and it's, and it's an easy one. Like it's an easy watch. It's once a week. I don't, I guess it's an hour, but um, <clears throat> the challenges are actually some uh, pretty fun. Um, Kevin and Frankie, Frankie's actually growing on me as a host. Um, he yeah, kind of annoyed me at first, but he's, he's fun. I like him. Uh, yeah. So Clint, that's claim to fame. Uh, Lonzo, you've been watching anything else? Nope. Just Reba. Um, I did turn on, um, I kind of started watching Grey's Anatomy. Um, a couple oh, years ago, I had I had like started rewatching the show, so I just oh kind of like goodness. picked up where I where I sort of left off. Like I kind of watched rewatched an episode to kind of see what where I was. Um, so because I was watching Suits, I don't know if we talked about this. I started Suits, which is apparently the number one show on Netflix right now. I don't understand um, that. I, I hear so many things about suits over the last two years. <laughs> it's become it's. There's been like news articles and stuff about it because like it's become this weird phenomenon that everybody's just watching suits on Netflix. Like <laughs> it's. Is weird. it because like, of Megan? Is it what? Is it did it did Meghan Markle start it? Isn't she in that show? Meghan Markle's in the show, but I don't think it's because necessarily because of Meghan Markle. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. It's a, it's an addictive show. Once you start watching it, it's addictive. It's a little repetitive. Uh, the episodes, do you guys know the premise of the show? Literally no, no clue. Yeah. So it's a USA network show. So that, first of all, if that tells you anything, it does. Um, does. There you go. So it's a, there's a law firm. There's a, like a hot shot you know, lawyer, real slick, uh-huh. has all the ladies, blah, blah, blah. He's like the head honcho, you know. Uh, but he has to hire an intern. Well, he interviews all these interns, and he accidentally sort of interviews this guy who basically cheats for people on the LSAT. He's so smart. He has, like, a photographic memory, uh, and he can, rem- he can, like, read and memorize, like, anything. But he's not a real lawyer. So, but he hires him anyway because he likes him. And so he becomes, so this whole time he's acting like an attorney, but he can memorize information. He can read documents and like he finds like little loopholes in all these different cases. And it's really, really entertaining. Um, Meghan Markle is one of the love interests, but she, she works in the law the law office and they kind of eventually mm. become an item um but it's really good it's a great show nice that sounds pretty interesting well I, it's you know if it's a phenomenon um i had to at least add it to my list but uh it's a long list so we'll see see what happens i i i know it's a nice little guilty pleasure watch that you can just kind of turn on whenever mm-hmm well, who knows? It might be my next one. We're we're almost done with Supernatural, so we will, we will. That opens up a spot. Um, so we'll see what it is. 
Hey, we're in a golden age of television. We sure are. It's abruptly <laughs> about to stop. Oh, you think? The strikes? No, I just think it's, well, I think it's going to have a lull. Mm. Yeah. What's, what's going to have a lull? The golden age of television. Oh. I can you know, see that. I, like, I actually considering canceling my HBO um, membership at the moment. I'm like, I'm not, there's not really much I want to watch right now, you know? I literally have way too many subscriptions. I think I'm subscribed to almost every single one except for Netflix. That's crazy. Do you use someone else's or you just don't watch it? You can't use anybody else's anymore. So I don't watch Netflix because I really don't use Netflix that much. I think I probably you will use Peacock a ton. I, I use Peacock and Hulu now. I'm not. I haven't really watched a lot of net like you, except Suits and Grey's Anatomy. I ha- I found myself hadn't really been watching Netflix. Yep. They yep. haven't had a big uh, original breakout. I don't think in a while, unless I'm well. They they've had Outside a lot of. Shows. Uh, yep, they've had those have been huge. I know, um, for them. Um, yeah, but, but but that, that's a big, there's a lot of reality shows in the, in the market right now. So that's, they're doing really well, but you know, there's a lot of places to go for those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm waiting for stranger things. What is it? Five, the final one. I haven't watched season four yet. So I have to wait Uh, like three years after season five where people have stopped talking about it. Season no. four, and then I'll watch season four. But, but it's like, oh, I gotta watch the whole thing again. I'd tell you, do it, do it for five because great. it, the, the hype's real. It's so good. Hey, I've been watching. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a hipster in this moment. I watched Stranger Things before it was cool to watch. I watched it the day it came out okay, okay. before it exploded into this popular mess. And that, now, now that I was there for Winona, and now that it's beloved, I'm. I'm a, being a contrarian. True hipster. True hipster. I still am going to watch the show. I just don't, you know, teens. Listen, I was at a friend's house and they were watching Game of Thrones season season seven. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, now. Now you, ha- you, you said now you have to what? I think he said no. I had to watch it. Yes. Can okay. you hear me? Oh. Yep, I hear you. Yeah. yeah now, now, now I have to rewatch Game of Thrones. Like, oh, oh my gosh, it was so well, good. I wanna... So good. Mm. I mean, yeah, I've seen season one, and it was good. Wow. I know. I know that might. Be, hey, that might be the next one. And so you know, that... they, they say what. That should be what but, you watch next for natural. Yeah. I well, I really want I that that's that is on the list. I personally there's a few others that I really want to watch. Wanna watch murderers, wanna watch um what was it? Mur- murderers. Murderers in the building. Only murders in the building. Uh, only murders I'm, in the building. That's not that was definitely not enough words to convey that thought. I really um, want to watch murderers. Murderers <laughs> do what, Graham? Uh, I want to watch some murder. Um, oh, that's right. You've not watched Only Murders in the Building. Yep. I, I really want to watch season two or three yet. I really want to watch Yellowstone. Oh. Um, and I also really, I know, 
Don't give me that. I know. I know. I just no. want to. If you want to watch Delos, I didn't know you aged 30 years since we talked. <laughs> and, well, okay, I know. And I really want to watch uh, The Walking Dead because I never finished it. And I saw a trailer for, like, the new Walking Dead. Like, there's a spinoff. Oh, Daryl Dixon. Daryl one where he's in France for some reason. What like, washes ashore on France. I don't know. But oh, wow. Looks- I didn't know that. It looked really good. It was like a Daryl Dixon, like a Last of Us situation where he has to escort this like kid for this like group of nuns in France. It looked what super strange, but like really good. It's, it makes it's me like Madeline. It. it really makes me want to watch it. Um, but I just, haven't. Just I'm so with, I can get up to it. I haven't finished Game of Thrones either, so. I can. I actually watched a, a couple episodes a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, and I don't know. It just like I, I, I kind of like Suits. It just got really repetitive. Like you're talking about Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Okay. Oh, go, Dead. I was about to say Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, 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 no. They go. They find a new place. It's like I know. now. Now we found a hospital. Now we found a church. Now we found a commune. Now and they're all like these weird communes, and they have to like eventually and take down the group and kill the leader. Mm-hmm. And you know, so much talking. It, there's so much talking. But I've heard it gets better. I have. And then it gets, worse, and then it gets better. Because I think we stopped around the same time, which is probably like season five ish. Yeah. yeah, that's when I stopped. Yeah. yeah. It sounds. I'm, it was I'm like terminus. I'm in the middle exactly. of season five right yeah. now. Um, yeah, and they met the priest who like basically oh, it was like a pacifist. Like, I had just met did. him. Yeah, we all stopped at the same place. I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's literally where I stopped. Maybe we should watch finish The Walking Dead. Man, why did we both just have that thought at the same time? I mean, oh man, um, hey, it's Halloween season. Ooh, wow. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I think let's go ahead, wrap it up here. Um, maybe that's a little foreshadowing. Maybe we'll cover that. Maybe we won't. We'll have to see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, regardless, we will be back next week for more Big Brother conversation. Can't wait to see how things shake up in the house this week with Cameron's HOH and gosh I just hope he pulls something out of his hat and you know comes out on, on in a good place but with that uh, thank you all for listening really appreciate it and we'll catch you next time bye goodbye <laughs>